Welcome to the BWT But We're Together podcast. Eavesdrop on our conversation as an interracial couple. I'm Darlene and I'm black. I'm Wes and I'm white. We are going to talk about travel and lifestyle, family and personal topics, education, news, and trending topics. Let's go. Hey, Wes. Hey. <laughs> we still don't know how quite to open. It's <laughs> uh, episode four. That's true. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. How are you? I'm good. Um, relaxing. Yeah, how about you're, you? You're in summer mode. I am. Yeah. I got out of school. Uh, my first summer break day was Monday. How was that? Tell me about uh, it. Bliss. <laughs> bliss is a good word. Um, jealous. Oh, don't be jealous. I mean, I didn't. You. There's nothing to be jealous of. I just laid on the patio and read Gosh. a little book and drank some coffee. This was I, all about. Oh, I shouldn't smack my lips. This was all about. Yeah, about 8.30 or 9-ish or something like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, my day went pretty well. Nice, easy morning. It was an easy morning. Uh, but anyway, yesterday, what was yesterday? Election day, sweetie. Yeah, it was primary. Primary for the primary, primary elections. Yeah. Um, it went pretty well for me. I walked into the booth and did my, um, took, got my ballot and, you know. Handle business. <laughs> handle business. Yeah, handle business. I saw you post it on Facebook, duty done. Yep, yep, yep. I did that. So, One more vote um, for the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Because um, we resist hate. That's our, our thing. Yeah. Um, because we think uh, love in the world is better than hate. So. Yeah. Yeah, so what about you? When you went to the polls yesterday, which is the same polling place that I went to, yeah. you expected your name probably to be next to As mine. As you walk up, they have a, a little line, which I got in, and then yeah. there was a little list of people and street names alphabetized, and I saw people flipping through it looking for themselves. Oh, really? I, I didn't I got, flip through anything on my own. <laughs> I got up to it, and I flipped to our street. I saw your name by itself. Aww. Yeah, and I registered, um, and this is the second election where I'm not on the list to vote, and I do a provisional ballot, which I feel is like I they write like, it on a napkin or something. I know you never, you never really yeah. know, or you feel a little uncomfortable. They went to great lengths to. Here's your ballot. We're gonna drop it in the box. Do you want to watch? Yeah, sure, it's sure. interesting because I heard in LA County there were there were oh gosh I don't want to get this number wrong but it seemed like 140 thousand ballots that mm. mysteriously got lost. We're in Orange County. I don't know mm. the numbers there, but obviously something happened to yours. Um, and you know, it wasn't me, which is interesting. <laughs> it's kind of ironic, you know, it's mean, the tall it white guy you? that gets his oh, ballot. I thought lost. you meant like it wasn't you that took my. Yeah, name it wasn't. Off. They weren't, uh, they didn't restrict me from voting. Yeah. But uh, yes, but all these ballots, all these ballots were lost, and it's kind of, uh, it's just. Mm. Um, it's it's unsettling. Yeah, it's unsettling <laughs> as well. Uh, but you did do provisional. We hope that it matters. Uh, you know, by the time yeah. I seemed like those provisional ballots, by the time they end up counting them, the thing has already been decided. It seemed like that's what happened last time. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I It's kind of disturbing. It's upsetting. But I hope yeah. it works out. Yeah, we do have a topic for this uh, episode. But, you know, it's just what's been on our mind. The voting has been important and transition to summer. But we are eventually going to talk about. Yeah, they know. Friends. You, you. <laughs> 
Why are you so stiff? I, I just want to... Are you so... You, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about friendship. I tried to say it real deep, like friends. Like, we're going to talk about friends. <laughs> and you I, could do it really like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, obnoxiously we're high. We're the awkward couple at this point. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> oh, okay. So I thought, or we've, we've been thinking about, I guess because we're getting older, not like that old, but, you know, the new <laughs> young that used to be old, yeah. <laughs> but now we're not old. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but we've been thinking about, um, wow, you know how you reflect on your life? And you want things, you want to be able to reflect positively most of the time. I mean, about most things that you've done. I mean, that's me anyway. And um, I started mean, thinking like, about. Huh? I like think, uh, gee, I lived a good life like that. Yeah, you know, your epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> what will I write on my epitaph? Um, I mean, if I were, it would be cool if it said she was a good friend. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's kind of thought provoking. Yeah, what do you want yeah. on your... <laughs> what I want on my rose? tombstone? I, yeah. Um, uh, I want people to... Like, I was, I'm was. i creative. I want people to say... Oh, I like it. Don't be sheepish. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little sheepish. It's like, uh, what do you want people... Oh, he had integrity. Oh, no. that's important. I want people to think... Like, you know, this stuff isn't going to go on my epitaph, probably, because it's, it's... She was cute. No, I did not. Come on. Is that what you think of me? That's after I turned no, 100. You, you what I what, what I want left is that people thought I was cute. She died at 98. She was cute. Oh, no. That's so cold. What, okay, what do you... I'm sorry. No, okay, what I'm just saying, there's probably a list of things that probably wouldn't all fit on the little tombstone <laughs> I'm going to get. Okay. Or, you know, even if there is a tombstone, because I'll probably get thrown into the water, ashes or whatever. Um, cremated? Cremated, is that what they're calling it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what it's called. Um, but the other thing I think I'd like is that, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it is hard to say, right? What do it's you want to be known? Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say out loud. What do you want to be known for? I want to be known as like a good lover. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how many people would know that? Well, that's a good, you know. Let's just leave that alone. It's a good something to claim. <laughs> Nobody can back that up. That's weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I want to be, I think I want to be known. So my question is that I'm asking myself lately, and I asked this to a friend just the other day. I Am I a good friend? Mm. And there's reason, there's reasons why I asked this. Because... Over time, what what constituted friendship um, seems to have changed. Mm. And sometimes I don't know what I'm doing, honestly. And I sometimes want to cry about it because I want to be a good friend. But I find myself doing what, you know, you get older and you're less compromising. Yes. About your time. About yeah, what you're, you're willing more to sure put up. About what you want. Yeah, but then in that sure, in that assuredness, I feel like this other thing, which is, oh, I feel like a crappy friend because I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, and then expectations, 
Yeah. I'm like, what do people expect from me? Am I meeting those expectations? And then in one way, I, I, I want to be able to. But then on the other hand, because I've gotten to this point in my life, I'm like, well, I, I probably am going to do what I want to do. And I hope yeah. it meets their expectations, but I can't live my life trying to meet other people's expectations yeah. because it's too, uh, too hard to determine. Yeah. So it's really kind of, um, put yeah. me in a, in this weird frame of mind, you know, and I'm like, I hope people think that I'm a good friend. And what do you think? What do you think about that whole? Well, I, I think part idea? of it is, I think there's a problem with the language perhaps because it's, a friend becomes almost a binary, right? Friend, mm-hmm. enemy, friend, not a friend. Yeah. And so I think about it like, what what is the the qualification to be a friend? Like you you spend time with the person. Right. You're there for them when you need them. But often, especially in modern society and as you get older, like your needs aren't that great that you have to rely on to uh, rely on people for like right. a ride. Like. No. It used to be like, oh, oh yeah. so-and-so gives me a ride uh, to high, to school, like it, during high school. Yeah. Or like you pal around together, you share transportation. And that's, um, so that, that's part of being a friend is like, that just disappears after, after time. Usually you don't, you know, need to right. bum a ride with people when you're um, 47. Yeah, you did that in your 20s or something or in high school. And that was good. That was a the proof and the stamp of a good friendship is if you were like being there for your friends was actually being physically available for them when they need something. Yeah. And it's interesting. There's, so then there's also the explosion in technology communication. So like being there for your friend used to meant mean a phone call. Yeah. But now I could be on the phone with somebody and be Facebooking them on my laptop and, and be like sending other instant messages. So yeah. I can, can I actually... tell you a secret? Yeah. <laughs> I hate the phone now. Why is that? I don't know. Ever since we changed from the landline phones, it seems like cell phones, like you can't mm. really talk at the same time, which you really couldn't on the landline. But then there was something about the reception that was easier to mm. uh, determine what people were saying. Now on the, on the cell phones, if both of us are laughing, you can't enjoy both people laughing because we cancel each other out. Oh, that's interesting. And so that that like oh. uh, thing that we had, yeah. it, it's it's gone and it's more of a nuisance to laugh at the same time where before you were enjoying your company, to, enjoying that experience together. Yeah. And so I find it to be technologically an intrusion almost on mm. the on the uh, conversation or something. Um and it it's bothersome. Mm. So you think talking it has to... on the phone is part of being a friend. Like... Oh my gosh! When I was in my thirties and in my twenties, yeah. I spent way too much time on the phone to the point now. Oh, I know when it changed. Yeah. When the phone was interfering with me raising my kids, like I'd have friends that didn't have any kids, and they would want to talk to me on the phone. While and they'd call yeah. right at bath time or something, yeah. And it would be so, and I would just be dumb, just huh. talking on the phone, stressing myself out, and getting trying my kids, yeah, else. trying to handle um, getting my kids ready for bed. That ended up being so much of an, a nuisance. I made I made it into a nuisance because I'm trying to please two two things at the right. same time. 
um, that I ended up really despising it <laughs> for a while. And then as I got older, I also found that to me, when when talking on the phone meant, okay, see, this is this is this isn't a binary either. But too many times on the phone now, if you're talking mm-hmm. more than 10 or 15 minutes and it's not about something, then mm. it's about gossip or it mm. turns into talking. And I don't want my conversations going in that direction. That's interesting. I want to be talking, I, you know, because it's not like I don't like cheese may. It's just that it's not a place I want to be going. Yeah. It, um. So. That's interesting. I, I, don't I don't think know. guys have the same um, t- amount of time spent on the phone. Like, I just um, think of, like, the guys that I've talked to on the phone. You, and it's pretty curt. It's like, mm-hmm. get to the point. Okay, well, I'll right, meet you there. Right, right. And there, there can be, you know, talk in person. Yeah. Uh, these are both talkative guys and non-talkative guys yeah but like on the phone that's i don't know why but that's um the phone is just a device to get like to do what you need to do yeah and i was saying it's not a binary because there's also times i really enjoy talking on the phone but there's like this purpose like i need to talk to my sister because we need to bond or we need to share some you know, we need to share yeah. what we've done in the last week or See, two. And that's interesting. Well, and your sister lives out of the area. Yeah. But yeah, I would, I tend to think not uh, about the phone in terms of bonding. I just tend to think of like, I, I need to go see them. Um, but that, I mean, she's out of the area, so it's not even the same equation really. Right. And I was um, using her. I mean, and then maybe I need to talk to a friend. Um, because we need to talk and we haven't talked in a while. And it's one of those things where you're kind of trying to keep that relationship, um, vibrant, you know? And so there's, there's reasons to talk on the phone, obviously, but, but it serves a different purpose than it did in my thirties and my, in my twenties. And then especially as a single person, cause you know, that, that was, (laughs) we're talking about, uh, being single and it's just different It's completely different. Yeah than it is now yeah i i think i brought up kind of the lack of the right language so i'm thinking like if you're not a friend what are you like one of the words that comes up is acquaintance which seems very like nebulous like like there's people who are for me they're between acquaintance and friend and so then what do you what do you call those people like i acquaintances are the people you you know your name, their name. You say hi when you see them at work, usually, but you're not stopping for anything beyond a superficial conversation. Yeah, friends are the people you can spend hours with, and you do. You go out, you hang out. Um, you might go on trips together, but there's people that are in in between, and I I don't know what the right word for for those people are. It's like what are they p- potential friends? <laughs> They're um... uh, acquaintances plus. Is there a portmanteau word for that? <laughs> friend, friend, acquaintance. <laughs> I don't know. A quend. A quend. A quend. That sounds like you have a lisp. Yeah, that's, um, that's not. Uh, I don't know. And then, you know, you have social media. And so I've met so, people online. Wait, let, me, let me share this one thing be- okay, before. So for, for work, one of the things we're doing at our management <laughs> retreat is talking about who's your posse. Oh, good. About the idea of you need to have people who have your back. Right. In, in, in the work environment. Yeah. 
and there's this research we're going to share about how many hours it takes to move from acquaintance to this to friend it's like 40 hours to become a friend right well i mean they just have this research they've done right but it it is interesting when you think about no i like it yeah 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 like how many hours and that's that's when the phone call thing comes in because i know and we we know that you have to invest time for things to be nurtured and for things to to manifest and you know become you know so to speak so, yeah, that's kind of Anyways, back, cool. you were talking about social media and I cut you off. I got well, excited. Um, so how does that tie into social media and the friends that you meet online? And the, with some of my friends on social media, I've never met them. Yeah. But we spent so much time like in private groups or something. Yeah, you that have. They feel, yeah. They have to, that they feel it feels like like we're friends. And I've never yeah. actually met these people. So I, I, I just say I don't have that experience. Like you oh, have guys a whole, don't have you have that. a whole other world of more than one private Facebook group where you're confessing like pretty intimate details and talking about things uh, that you have in common. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, I mean I belong to Facebook groups. It's purely informational. There, there yeah. are no deep relationships that I'm getting, you know, sustenance from. And do you? How do you feel about that? Fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to be talking about deep things with people I don't know, uh, but you've done it. So it must be, how do you feel about it? Um, it, it like the, the, that I don't have that many groups like that, but I do have, like we share, I also have groups where we share writing information right? and there's like larger, there's larger groups where people share their um, personal stories like you were talking about, and then I'm in a very small group where we do that, and a couple of them. Right. Um, it because it evolved in such a way, like kind of organically, it feels fine. Yeah. If it were like, oh, we are going to be, you know, and someone placed me in that group, and I didn't want to be in the group, and it was a surprise. Right. It probably would have been different. And do you feel like you know the people are real? The identity they have, like that's really who they are. Like you have a. A high level of confidence. Yeah, well, because one reason anonymous. is because we we are like we ha- we're writers. Yeah, and most of the time, writers have um, you know, your baseline. Like one, there's a lot of honesty. Mm. Two, they're very very good at articulating who they their emotions. Right. Um, and they're they're probably. I mean, there's. Like, uh, they want a professional connection. They want right. you to know where they're published. Yeah. They, they want you to give feedback or share their articles. So they're yeah. not like, cause I think of like when the internet first started up in bulletin boards and there was this like complete, like you could log on and it wasn't like Facebook where they try to force you to have a profile that's really tied to your identity. You could be like, you know, heckler 22 on a, a bulletin board and just make up. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So, but well, you're you're talking about people you've never met, but you you're ninety nine point nine percent sure they are who they say they are. Yeah, in the yeah. smaller groups, in the larger groups, you're careful. You know, you don't you, right you, because it's way too big, and you just you just how can you you know percentages numbers say that yeah you don't share all your business That's here. A good point. Yeah. You know, um, but so you know, like even in so boundaries. And trust, like those things that are yeah. key components to, to friendships, 
Um, you, I don't know. It's almost easier to figure it out online sometimes than it is for oh. me to figure it out in person. Um, Why is that? I mean, I know one thing for me is like online, you can just walk away. You can walk away. And you can think about it and you can, it's not like this in-person relationship. Yeah. Uh, where there's like pretty strict demands on your time. Right. Like, that asynchronous nature is like somewhat, um, I don't say relaxing, but there's a relax. Non-committal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's where I was going either, but there, there's something sort of loose about the nature of communication. Although, and you know this as well as I do, we both have friends, acquaintances, relatives who, if you don't message them back within a certain number of seconds or minutes, <laughs> like it's almost like you've offended them. Yeah. You know? But the oh, that's eighth- it. And those, those are those expectations. Like we don't have, if we, if you have a different expectation, like you have this laid back personality and like, oh, they didn't text me back, but whatever. Yeah. Then, but then the, then another friend or that other person, they have expectations of like, I need you to get back with me. And if you're not getting back with me within this certain amount of time, then I feel offended. Well, then you have a clash. Yeah. And I don't know how sustainable that relationship. Well, if it's your family, you don't maybe have a choice. But friends, there's how is that sustainable? Yeah. You know, people have these expectations and they get kind of that. Ma- did we mention so, the nice? Well, I don't think we did. Or maybe we scratched that one. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Casey Neistat and his wife, yeah. uh, Candace, were talking about expectations in their marriage and how that can really just destroy stuff. If you're not careful. Yeah. Um, and this is episode, a recent episode of their podcast, which is marriage. called Couples Therapy. Yeah. And it's the episode is called Low Expectations. And yeah. I don't know if I feel like we get a lot out of it because we sort of react to whatever their situations are, which are sometimes crazy. So for the, us, the podcast provides value because we end up talking uh, deeply about like, well, what do you think about what they said? Um, right. So if you want to check it out, we we would recommend it. Yeah, um, it's really interesting because they're they're I like I think I like it is because they're really trying to be honest. They're really yeah. putting themselves out there. I mean, they, I'm not I'm like, God, are they really serious about that one? Um, <laughs> or, you know, are they exaggerating or something? But um, whatever the case, the problems that they um, have in their relationships in their relationship, they really seem to be honest about it. Yeah. And that's where I want to be in our own podcast and in my writing and in my life, mm. you know. So um, you that that's the value that I get out of ooh. that. Huh? Do you think on the topic of friends, is there some way we could be more honest like right now in this episode that would be. Well, I, I could be. That was pretty honest about how you said some people want you to get back with them within seconds. And if you don't, because we have a real, that's a real thing. Yeah. And Um, I, I kind of feel like that's not limited to friendship. Like I, I could have business or acquaintances that have expectations like that. Yeah. Um, or relatives or friends. It seems it's more about like technology and the fact that you can't get an instant message because if we had a landline phone and the phone kept ringing oh they're not home right and nobody knew any different but now with uh the cell phone in your pocket you know i know you just heard your phone and on a lot of platforms i could see that you read that message 
Oh yeah, right? Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> you can't or even iMessage. You can yeah. see if somebody's typing. Yes, and then like, I hate that with Facebook because <laughs> you can be sitting in your car and you get a message and you just look at it and you can't respond right away. Yeah. But it looks like you've, you're ignoring the person. I think people yeah. kind of know by now, like oh. She just opened it or whatever and yeah. can't get back to me right away. But the still, but still that that thing about like, oh, are, did they ignore my message? But there there are personality types where they look at it, they know what it said, they will never respond. Oh, and they're not bad people. But <laughs> but but it's like I that's it, rude. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that's my expectation I'm, being. <laughs> I'm just, I can think of a couple names like they've internalized that information. Oh my and goodness! And to them, they've somehow connected with you. Because they know what you want or whatever. Oh, yeah. But honestly, they will never get back to you. And that that is definitely, I would consider that pretty rude. Faulty. <laughs> yeah, because, but I have done that myself where in my head I have responded to the person because I answered it when I read it. Yeah. And then you forget to go back. Yeah. So I there, think we all, I mean, technology yeah. has to have that allowance for flaws, because yeah. we are inundated with messaging and yeah. information. Yeah. Um, we get invites all the time. I mean, I feel so needed. Okay, I've so- never had so many invites in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so on that topic, do you think that simple thing, the inundation of invites and messages and emails and texts and posts, just that makes it harder to be a friend to somebody in this day and age than in the past. When you think of a landline or a physical visit as the only. I think it's tough now to define boundaries because. I was hoping you would say that so I could be off the hook. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I do think it. Yeah, because it's an added layer. To where you have to now navigate this new frontier yeah you know yeah i'll give you an example like in high school or even college like after i was out of the school environment i would talk to like like parents girlfriend maybe a neighbor um maybe one other person okay that's five yeah and i'll say now between like 6 p.m and the next morning, I could have easily handled 50 to 100 emails, texts, uh, and messages. Uh, that's that's crazy. Five compared to 50, like a tenfold increase right. in the amount of communication. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that... Um, and that, that taxes you. So then you... That taxes you. So you almost wonder about the authenticity of, of, of it all. Yeah. Like, how are you really a friend to and who are you really a friend to yeah and i i was talking about boundaries because i was thinking about how like now we're friends with if you're this type of person some people won't do it at all but you're on facebook for instance or instagram and your boss or your your um colleague they friend you you know you're friends with these people on facebook isn't that problematic it could be problematic because People be messaging you, messaging you or commenting. And you're not quite sure like what, how far yeah. you could go. Should they be messaging you at all? Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of. What's the nature of, of the friend request? What's the nature? Are they trying to like just peep your status and see yes. what you're up to? And then yeah. sometimes, yeah, do you, yeah, I, I think it could get, um, 
it gets kind of touchy, you know? Yeah. Um, so it gets, there's so much, I mean, I love talking about how social media influences <laughs> our lives. So we could go yeah. on. Um, it, it, it's, it's something that we have to figure out. Yeah. And I don't know that our brains are really, uh, keeping up with the technology and what it's doing to us and how it's yeah. forcing us to kind of contemplate this whole realm of friendship in this new yeah. environment. So I have, I have a, an honest moment, like talking about this, like we're friends, right? Me and you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we friends. You're my well, best friend. You're my best friend. Well, I, I like hanging out you with you more than most oh, people. That's that's nice. Most right. people or everyone? Um, Don't answer that. Think about it. Okay. Um, but the, the fact that I said I handle between 50 to 100 messages between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m., that's that's the only time I'm with you. And we, we know this is a topic is electronic communication disrupts our friendship all the time. Yeah. And you're uber tolerant because, you know, the majority is work and that somehow that gets a pass, but it's really, it's really negative in, in terms of the quality of our our time together. Yeah. It does disrupt our time together. And I do, I will say stuff if it's, I'm like, can you not be distracted right now? Uh, but then or you'll take my phone away. Or I'll start just <laughs> typing random keys. Um, <laughs> but then I've also, like, when I get on my stuff, I'll be uh, like, you know, women. So I'm not on the phone, you guys, but I will be on a message. Facebook Messenger. Face- yeah. And it's like this. On the r- laptop. Uh, yeah. Le- it's like, like you're a like- war correspondent and you're just <laughs> typing away. I was like, what's happening? And you're yeah. just having a, you know, conversation. And you've tolerated that. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so rude right now. Cause it'll be those times yeah. when that's the only time I'm going to talk to you. And if yeah. I'm not, yeah, but I've chosen to do something else. So I think we both have uh, been tolerant of one another when it comes to that. But um, I just I feel like I want to break through in this area. And I, I just feel in what area <laughs> friendship and good. I think a lot of it has to do with communications and boundaries. It's uh, all about ba- this, like I don't I'm like, what's my boundary? What is my what am I doing? What am I doing? Should I should I talk to this person? Do we have a close enough bond? Should I? I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know anymore because there's been times you've been hurt. Right. Like yeah. our experience is is what we go from. And there were maybe a time I thought I should have been invited to something in my mind. Yeah. And then I didn't get the invite. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? I'm not a good enough friend. I'm not a good enough family member. I'm not a good enough. And what? where did I go wrong? Yeah. And I, I don't. So it, it, it colors how I react to the next time, you know. Gosh, there's just so much to talk about on this yeah, topic. Yeah. Um I do want to ask how do how do you see the lens of race uh playing into friendship and boundaries and uh, expectations? Like I mean, is there a difference between like me and my white friends that I hang out with and you and your black friends? Oh gosh. I I don't know. I was thinking kind of about like us as a interracial couple and do we have, has, has our relationship, the fact that we're interracial couple, does it influence 
um, us having other couple friends, friends, friend mm. couples, however you want to say it. Uh, do you think that people are? <laughs> this is weird because we're speculating on are we a good friend? Cu- a are we a good <laughs> yeah. friend couple? Yeah, friend if people couple. were shopping for for a couple, friends. Couple of friends, a friend couple. Would we be there? Would be uh, be on the A list, the B list, or not at all? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what to say. That I. I do think there was some weird. I don't know if weird's the right word, but somebody said, "Do you want to come to our Bible study? It's all interracial couples." Do you no, that? I. Th- yeah, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> we. You're like, That's we not need to have here. more in common than just be. There was a cute moment in a parking lot not that long ago where this elder, I'm going to say elderly, but he's probably mid-60s on up, uh, retirement age gentleman, uh, white gentleman with his African-American Oh, we got the nod. Yeah. That was the first time. We passed them, and then we pulled out, and then as he was getting in his car, he looked back and gave a little, like, half- Half wave, yeah. He's of like, recognition. Hey, 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 we're hey, we we get hey, we're, we're the same. We're in racial, <laughs> and they too. were actually kind of like in our age group too. I think, maybe I can't remember, but I thought so. I felt younger than than they looked. But, oh, okay. Yeah. You never know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they were they were older for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what people are thinking about us, <laughs> and it's probably better. It probably is. It probably is. Um, I I'm gonna say okay. If it was, it, can you do Occam's razor on this? Like in terms of what? Like, well, we don't have like a a thing that happened. I mean, I always I always think it comes down to one person in the couple has a as a friend, and they have a spouse, and then there's that get together. Like, yeah, like Emil and I. Like that's I, he's my friend from work, and we go together. We uh, you and I go to visit him and Olga, and it's great, right? Mm-hmm. But Emil's my, it's our point of connection in the relationship. So I don't know that there's, is there? Uh, this is just embarrassing. Like what? there probably are couples where the men are just as good as friends as the women are. I see that on sitcoms, I think, but or movies. <laughs> But I feel like I know. I feel like that uh, couple. That's probably a whole other topic. Couple friends. Couple friends, couple especially friends. the older you get. But then, like, there's people that have a whole other, like, you know. We, I think we're kind of a small. We we like intimate gatherings where we yeah. know people that have like tons of people over, yeah. and it's a big old thing. And that that just hasn't been our experience. Yeah. I think. Um, so yeah, that's a whole other topic too, but like on the black and white thing, do people, black, oh, that's too hard, Wes, because it also has to do with gender. It has to do with age. It has to do with, so it's really hard to determine. Um, I could tell you that black women, black women, I love black women. I love my black, (laughs) no, you love one. (laughs) Um, and I love my uh my friends um i do think there's definitely a different dynamic i think between black women and me and my white women friends um oh yeah i mean i i and and i mean you know a good number of your black women friends you've known for 
much longer, like from yeah, childhood even. Yeah. Um, and there's just a different depth just in yeah you know, cultural um experiences that, i know like when me share. and michelle get together it's like instant just boom just yeah. everything because our our cultural experiences were coming from the same place yeah. and so there's no like um explaining anything you know awkwardly or um yeah and even with my other friends it's not necessarily like that but you know obviously coming from the same place makes a difference um I mean, and people would say, well, you're not coming from the same place married to a white guy. But interestingly enough, our, our experiences between me and you were similar. Our upbringings were very similar. Yeah. Uh, so there's that in case anybody needed to, um, if they were questioning that. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's hard. Friends, yeah. friendships. We could talk about this in another, um, our next podcast, yeah. I guess. And because I didn't even really get to my issue, which is just what, like. What, tell, what is your what? issue? I- <laughs> No, 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 you no, like I'm serious. The- I don't want to be like, oh, this is about Darlene and her friendships and her expectations and not being met. No, you know what I, I mean? I was I on board with all all of that. Oh. But like when it comes to friends, I think it's it's harder uh, for guys to be friends and um, or as deep or as vulnerable. And especially as you get older, like I think those um, those relationships are harder to come by. So. You know, it's something like I would want to be a better friend now than I have been in the past. I would want to have a few more like really true friendships. Right. But, you know, I I mean, that's I'll just put it out there. I'd be interested to know what people think. And especially if um, if people connect with us on social media and let us know, like, yeah, what what is is, your what is your definition of a friend and what makes it? work especially you know um as you get older um differences like you know between guys uh making friends and women making friends and i know for a fact um, it's different for guys i mean uh, yeah yeah you guys just have a different social makeup for some reason um and women we're always going to be talking even though you and i we talk i think a lot i mean that's that's the heart of this relationship is is us just talking. Getting in a That's car why we could do talking. a podcast is because we could go on forever yeah. in our conversations. Like we, you know, even our prep for the podcast. Hope you can't tell. Uh, wasn't that much because we know once we get the the skeleton of it, yeah. we're gonna be able to talk. Yeah. Uh, and so, I think. Do you think that's usual or unusual for couples? Gosh, and maybe couples, you could tell us. I mean, and here's this is part of like. Like, I actually don't know the answer to that. Like, I don't know if we're atypical because that's true. We talk I don't either. I don't either. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. I'm please. thankful for it, though. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. You're I mean, a good talker and a good listener. Oh, good. Yeah. Communication. That's the name of Darlene's game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is on going to be on my epitaph. Communication is the name of my game. Oh, wait. Was was the name of my game. Because I won't be there. Anyways, uh, I think we'll call it there. I think there's a part two or a part three. It's and it is there anything deeper or more important as a topic is like, who who are your friends and how do you know? And then, yeah, what questions did we could we answer that we didn't answer in this podcast? Let us know, because um, I want to cover it. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
right. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that really helps us out. You can also listen to us on Anchor, Google Play, and Stitcher. And follow us on social media, BWT, but we're together on Instagram. And Wes Creasel and Darlene Creasel on Twitter. 